Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up right now, hit it and quit it here on The Drive. Uh, hit it and quit fast, it. fast, huh? Yeah, there you go. There it we, is. We, we hit it and we quit it and we moved on to the next. This is fast pace. That's, That's what, what we, we try do. to do here. Keep um, it moving. Keep it moving. Uh... Let's start with this. I'll get us started. Uh, okay. The Combine's going on right now, NFL Combine. Um, and there's so much else that happens at the Combine, okay? Sometimes I think people think it's just 40s and verts, just 40s and, and vertical jumps. Well, I thought that's all it was. Uh, there's obviously a ton of meetings going on, players meeting with teams, uh, both informally and formally. There's a ton of, you know, uh, uh, like back – I don't want to say backdoor dealings, but when you get so many teams' personnel – into Indianapolis for a week. They all meet at the same restaurants. They all stay out late. They all get to talking and who knows, right? Maybe little things are hinted at that become trades down the line. Um, But also players get to start talking with the media. Peyton Wilson of NC State spoke to the media today. And the way I can describe Peyton Wilson's media availability is if you could guess if you like drew up exactly what a linebacker is, <laughs> if you could script a, what a linebacker is, that would be Pey- Peyton Wilson today. I'm going to read a couple of the quotes. If I get my hands on you, you're coming to the ground. Don't let me get a piece of cloth. I mean, that's linebacker and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Talent and speed can only take you so far. Football IQ separates guys. Not wrong. That's coming from the guy that has all of the talent and speed. (laughs) He's got that too. Uh, I want to be the best in the world, he said when he was asked about his goals. Uh, He said his favorite player was Luke Keekly. Linebacker as they come. Here's what I mean when I say linebacker. Uh, This might be the best one, so I have to read this one. Whoever I meet in that hole, wherever I meet you, I want to prove that I'm the bigger man. I'm the stronger man. And if you beat me, I'm coming back a hundred times. You know how in movies sometimes they just want you to like a side character, they just want you to know like who he is immediately. Right? Like if they if they want you to know like, hey, this guy's a tool, what do they do? They have him like, you know, call the waitress babe as he says, like, you know, uh, keep him coming toots or something like that like (laughs) he he just they they, you treat the server poorly right out the gate and then everyone that's watching the movie is like great all right we're supposed to hate that guy love it if you needed to immediately have somebody come onto the screen in a sports movie and go all right that's a football guy linebacker that's going to be the quarterback of the defense you'd have him walk on screen and just say something like Whoever I meet in that hole, wherever I meet you, I want I want to prove that I'm the bigger man, I'm the stronger man, and if you beat me, I'm coming back 100 times. You say that, and you're like, I know exactly who this guy is. He is going to take somebody's head off during an important climactic part of the movie in the championship game, mm-hmm. and uh, then he's going to give a rousing speech to the defense about not giving up another yard. I know exactly. It's Gary Bertier. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's Gary Bertier. Like, I know who this Remember is. Remember the type. 
That's that's what Peyton Wilson. That's the vibes I got during his media availability today. I think I have a soundbite fitting of Let's Peyton hear Wilson. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. <laughs> that's Peyton Wilson. Oh, that's funny. I I, th- I thought it was going to be a- actually Peyton Wilson. I was like, oh, this doesn't no, sound no. like him. No. That was Alan from The Hangover. But to be honest with you, kind of works. Peyton Wilson, a one-man wolf pack. And one-man defense. Yeah, one, pretty one much. 15 tackles. Uh, there you go. Anything to add? No, nope, nothing. Then, then let's quit it. Let's hit this next one. All right, NC State football, speaking of Peyton Wilson, actually got onto the field, started their spring practice yesterday. And Grayson McCall, who the quarterback that they brought in via the transfer portal from Coastal Carolina, well, new place, new face. Well, what's the adjustment like been? Here's Grayson McCall yesterday talking about what his adjustment has been like to Raleigh. It's just learning a new offense, obviously a new system, um, new terminology, and um, taking new coaching. But, um, you know, it's been awesome so far. the uh, you know the transition here was really smooth. Being able to sit in those meetings and kind of get into the playbook a little bit before we got out there. So um, it's going to be a process, but I felt like um, you know today was smooth and just got to you know keep learning, keep working. He brings something up. I think you know we talk all the time about how important it is for a team to make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. With the portal, I think it's going to become even more important because your your guys that are coming in for the second semester can be in the meetings and watching practice for that lead up to the bowl game. He's been around for a while now. His first practice was yesterday. He's been around Raleigh for a decent amount of time now, uh, and and I think that does help with the transition, right? It's not brand new. He knows some of the guys. He's probably been throwing with some of the guys. But here's something that actually he talked about as well when it comes to the reason why he actually came to NC State. And based off this comment, you'll actually notice that he's been paying attention to NC State for a little bit. Yeah, I think it's really good. Obviously, a really close group. Um, if you watch, you know, the Wolfpack play over the past couple of years, you can tell that they really, you know, we love each other here and, um, you know, they really care for each other. So that's kind of been one of my main goals during this transition was to, you know, get to know everybody and, um, you know, wasn't able to be around the defense as much, you know, throughout um, the workouts and things like that. So I think this is a really good time for me to, um, you know, take the time to, to talk to those guys and kind of pick their brains on what they're thinking, um, stuff like that. So it's going great and I'm looking forward to continuing to, to get to know all my teammates. Culture Tim. He's a North Carolina guy. He is. He's from the state. He understands. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those things where if they win a bunch next year, it's going to be all about culture. If they lose a bunch, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to – I mean, winning makes culture seem so much better. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, if he plays well, if he plays like he did at uh, Porter Ridge High School in Indian Trail, North Carolina, mm-hmm. then, uh, then, yeah, it'll be great. He'll be a leader. He'll go down in lore. If not – There'll be another cautionary tale about the transfer portal. It, it really all comes down to winning and losing. And we talked about they're all in on this season. All like in. Like, they're all in. They have 32 new guys. The players returning are all in. 32. The players in the transfer are all in. The coaches are all in. The collectives are all in. The fans are all in. Who else could be all in? Uh, the media. It'd be good if but I don't want to. I don't want people to call us biased. It's funny. We've been called biased towards North Carolina today. Already. Honestly, there. Sometimes I'm. I get confused by that. When yeah. I say the media, I'm. I'm for every team in the region being good. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I want every team, like triangle versus triangle, to be two undefeated teams because that's just way more fun for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am biased towards every team you care about. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a couple things I said the other day that I thought North Carolina basketball fans would get mad at me for, 
And then the comments were about me being a homer against North Carolina. Or, sorry, for North Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that landed differently. (laughs) So, you know, I, I just say what I believe, and I try to back it up with facts, and you can take it however you want. Speaking of all the new guys that are coming in, Dave Dorn also talked about just getting so many of these new guys adjusted because he has 18 freshmen that are on campus right now, plus another, what, 14 transfers, 32 new guys. Here's Dave Dorn talking about just getting everyone adjusted. You can tell there's a lot of guys that haven't practiced here, you know, and so we got a lot of just little things on how we work that just, you know, needs to get better. Um, It's great seeing everybody out there. You can tell a lot of guys have worked hard in the offseason. But when you have a lot of change on a roster, you got a lot of work to do. You know, the chemistry of the team, the timing of things, the communication. And so it's great to be back out there. I mean, it's telling, you know, when when you see it. Um, It's going to be a lot to coach off of. But I like the way the guys work. It's just right now, it's like, where where are we going? This drill, where's this drill? Where, you know, it's 32 guys that didn't know where the drills were going to be. You could tell, like, from period to period. And as we go, it's going to get much more efficient. This is, I think, the definition of if you're going to make a mistake, make it going 110% and they won't care. Yeah. Like, if you don't know where the next drill is, run somewhere, right? <laughs> run fast. Ask. But uh, but but hustle. Uh, and that only lasts a couple of days until you're in the rhythm and then and then you get through it and then you're just – you're one of the guys. Do you remember your, like your freshman year? Oh, heck going in, just how difficult it was. I remember same thing for me for football. Because I played football and lacrosse my freshman year in college. So when I got to lacrosse in the spring, everyone else had already practiced in the fall. So they already mm-hmm. knew like where to go and what to do. So I get out there, I'm like, I wait, where where are the line drills? Like what are, <laughs> wait, where are we warming up? What what's going on over here? We had a notoriously gruff but eventually beloved defensive coordinator. Uh, went on to be the safeties coach with the Bucks, won a Super Bowl with him. Okay. Um he refused to call offensive players by their names until they earned the right. He would just call you by your position. And as the freshman, you or as the, the new guy, you would a lot of times be tasked with like basically being a pitching machine for the defense. When the defensive backs need to, you know, work on interceptions, they're not going to send the starting quarterback over there to throw them. They're going to send the, the freshman. So I'd be over there and he would just let the first day I remember quarterback. And I'm not looking. I'm like that's not my name. You could be talking to anybody. And then I realized apparently he just calls you quarterback until you earn the right for him to call you uh, by your by your name. And he looked at me, and apparently I wasn't throwing my interceptions bad enough. Hmm. Don't even know what that means. He's going like, I need this to be a bad throw. And I'm going like, I don't even have a receiver I'm throwing to. How could I be inaccurate to nobody? There's nobody out there. Like, I, I'm, I'm lost. He can't pull over any further. <laughs> yeah. He's already pulled over. Exactly. And I, I was, and, and he's looking at me, going like, you know, freshmen don't talk back to me. And I'm going like, I genuinely don't know what you, what I'm not doing. And uh, I remember thinking, this is a very freshman moment of like, if you're gonna make a mistake, make it 100 percent and just do what you think is best. Uh, and that would be my advice to every new player on any team ever. Better to make a mistake going full speed. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, let's quit that and let's hit this. 
Mel Kuyper put out his latest mock draft. Ah, yes. Gotta love a good mock draft. What is this? 2.0, it 4.0, is 2.0. 7.0 out of out of 35.0? I'm waiting for 2.1. <laughs> yeah. It's uh remember those old AOL CDs you'd get? Yes. AOL 2.0, AOL 3.0, AOL. Yes, I do. Oh gosh, I didn't realize 4.0 came out. My aim is gonna be so much faster. Uh Mel Kuyper put out his latest mock draft, and get this. The quarterback shuffle is continuing. Drake May below Jaden Daniels. The top three going Caleb Williams at one. At some point, Mel Kuyper, I guarantee it, is going to move Caleb Williams off one, and it's going to be right in the doldrums of the offseason when he needs clicks. Uh, but for right now, it's Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Drake May going third to New England. Here's Mel Kuyper explaining why he took Jaden Daniels, who had been below Drake May, for years and every draft board and put him ahead of Drake May. It's because of the momentum and the year he had was spectacular and, and Drake didn't have that great year and Drake had three games Virginia, NC State, and Clemson that were, as I say, head scratchers. There were throws that you got to make. He didn't. He couldn't excuse those throws away. But Jaden comes in with momentum. He did everything perfectly. He, he, he dominated the Alabama Crimson Tide defense two years in a row. Nick Saban's defense had no answer for Jaden Daniels. So I think there's a lot to love about Jaden. A lot to love about Jaden. Do you know what I think is funny? I think this is funny. He dominated the Alabama Crimson Tide defense. They lost 42-28. That's the that's the reason why you put him over Drake May. He dominated the Alabama Crimson Tide defense. He had two touchdowns and one interception in a QBR below 100. Now, he ran for a boatload of yards. Don't get me wrong, 163. But I don't know if that's as flawless as you were making it out to be. Just don't, and, and he also had a guy named Malik Neighbors who was pretty good. Yeah, there's 200, that guy. 219 passing yards for Jaden Daniels, 171 to Malik Neighbors. Did Jaden Daniels dominate or... Here's here's what I'm here's my, put some respect on NC State's defense by the way. True, also true, very true. Um, here's what I'm uh, here's here's my problem with all of this. Why now? The momentum. That's the reason you put Jaden Daniels over Drake May, and it didn't hit till mid February. It's a weird time for the momentum to kick off. I, I I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll say it ten times. It's got to be so frustrating to be a prospect at this point in in the NFL draft season because there's nothing you can do, right? You're like, wait a second. When the game stopped being played, I was the second best player in the draft. Nothing has happened since then, and now I'm the third best player in the draft, and I don't have a game I can go out there and play to prove that I should be the number one or the number two player in the draft again. You're just changing things based on you. Frustrating. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Let's quit that. Let's hit this. By the way, I guess school's in session for the Carolina Panthers, and really for any every NFL franchise. The NFL Players Association put out their report cards. So I think it was about 1,700 players in the NFL this season. Wow. Filled out for the second straight year. Filled out anonymous surveys ranking different things such as facilities, mm-hmm. whether it's weight room, locker room, uh, the cafeteria, food, nutrition, the training staff, the, the actual nutritional staff, as well as head coach and owner. Family support. They, they did some real detailed stuff. Exactly. So it's kind of a – really kind of gives you a perspective of what NFL players think about their their work environment. It's no different than, you know, us as, you know, as employees, and we get asked to fill out surveys of like, hey, what do you think of this from your workplace environment? It's a very similar thing. Um, Carolina Panthers, uh, their owner was uh, given a D grade and was ranked 28th in the NFL, David Tepper. But to paint the full story here, there were actually a lot of things about the Panthers organization that the players really Mm -hmm. liked. They love the training staff. They love the strength and conditioning coach. They basically love the people in the building. The facility grades were kind of like average middle of the road, but nonetheless, the um, the owner wasn't very highly looked upon. I do think it's funny that so much of what the owner owns did well, and the owner did so poorly, right? It's the, the facilities were middle of the pack in most cases. The people hired the dietitian, the strength coach, the like the people involved did very well, uh, and then and then the owner did very poorly. And it's kind of like, how unlikable must David David Tepper be, or how little confidence do they have that he'll keep things solid? That the the worst thing by far that you're graded on is the owner, right? It's it's you know I was kind of trying to think of the the analogy. It's like going. You know, this food is unbelievably delicious. This chef is a jerk. Yeah. It's like, well, the chef's job is to to put good food out. So we right, if if the dietitian is good, the strength coach is good, the family support is good, the the whatever weight room is good, the the coaches are middle of the pack, but but kind of, you know, obviously in transition. If all of that is good and then the the owner is horrendous. It's kind of, kind of an interesting dichotomy there that I wasn't expecting from the Panthers. So, like, for example, the training staff had an overall grade of an A-, minus, which was actually the third highest rating out of all 32 teams in the NFL. But the training room itself, a C-plus grade, 18th in the NFL. So it's like, hey, we got great tra- you know, great training staff, but maybe the, the space or the amount of equipment, things like that, just maybe isn't up to par of what they want. But, but 18th is like, that's middle of the pack. Exactly, that, it's middle that's middle of the not, pack. That's Maybe exactly par, right? Maybe it's not it is, exceptional, yeah. but the people in it are exceptional. Like the strength coaches were given an A grade, their fourth highest grade overall in the NFL. Weight room, 15th B grade. There you go. Middle of the pack in terms of those. Dietitian, uh, nutritionist, B plus, sixth best in the NFL. The food slash cafeteria, a B grade, 13th in the NFL. So, so it's quite the literally, the, the people are in, in the top 10. The, the facilities are in the top 20. Yeah. The owner is in the bottom four. Yes. That's, to me, a purely on the confidence of how much they think the good will stay good and, and how little confidence how little confidence they have that the good will stay good and how little confidence they have that the bad will improve. 
So something uh, here as well, the treatment of families had a B-grade, 7th-rated overall. Uh, they provide a family room at the stadium. They provide daycare on game days. A few players would like their family members to be able to get pregame sideline passes or to be seated in better locations with other player families. So that's kind of some of the, the uh, criticisms, I guess you can say. Apparently 90% of the players feel like the locker room is big enough, but also 83% <laughs> of players feel like they have enough room in their individual locker. So that's why they have a C-plus grade for locker room. Big enough room, not big enough lockers. All right, we're getting a little nitpicky individual here. space. We're getting a little nitpicky here. They're also, and this is something that is going to take a while for Tepper to, to outlive. Uh, players do not like that he put in artificial turf when they all wanted grass. Mm -hmm. I mean, he needed something that was going to hold up to the Beyonce uh, concerts. You, you know where he stands on all that, right? Anything else to add? Anything else interesting from the report card? Uh, only 71% of the players feel like they have a comfortable amount of personal space when in terms of team travel. You win more 25th. games, you get first-class tickets. <laughs> That's how I'd look at it. We'll put you on a school bus. You win two games. I'm kidding. They're huge humans, and they're putting their body through a lot. They should probably get some more space. Also, uh, by the way, 97% of players feel their former head coach, Frank Wright, was efficient with their time. Man, man. Do I care about Efficiency Which was seventh time. best overall. Well, I guess efficient with time in terms of, I guess, how yeah, you got they, him they out early. Stuff. You got him out early. And also, players feel like feel that Frank Reich was willing to listen to the locker room fifth overall in terms of that. I don't know if I want that either. I want a coach that's an authoritative presence. And, I mean, I know you have to listen some, but also part of it is, like, if you listen to the locker room, like, you're never going to have a hard practice. <laughs> ah, coach, I don't think we should run today. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I think it's just, you know, if guys are approaching him, I think it's more or less that. I'll listen. I'll think about it and then do whatever else I want. All right, let's, let's, let's quit that. that. Let's, let's hit this. this. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I want to give, and, and Dennis, I know you feel the same mm -hmm. way, which is why we threw it in here. Uh, I want to give Seth Jarvis some credit. Yes. It's so rare to have a, a player with that dynamic personality. Actually, just on Twitter, uh, <laughs> there's a... Hockey guys TikTok of him playing floor hockey, and then every time he doesn't score, he answers a question such as like, "What is your celebrity crush?" Uh, and and <laughs> nice. like that's Seth Jarvis has that personality where if anyone gets to choose which cane they get to do something like that, they're going to choose Jarvis. He's 22 years old. He's a young forward, so he's you know, by all intents, you get a, a young guy that likes to score goals, and it's all about goal scoring. He has, of late especially, been making so many plays, winning plays, that aren't found in the stat sheet. Yes. And that needs to be celebrated as if it were a goal scoring because you want him to continue doing that for the next 15 years for the Canes. And that's the reason why we saw at the end of last night's game, he's on the ice. When the Canes are up one and there's 15 seconds left, he's out there because he's earned that trust from not only his teammates but also from head coach Rob Brendamore that – Hey, you know what? I got he's the youngest dude on the team, but we're gonna put him out there. And sure enough, there's a there's a loose puck in the defensive zone, and Seth Jarvis comes sliding in, knocks the puck away from a Minnesota player who's approaching the, or trying to reach the puck, knocks the puck out of the zone. It's things like that, uh, tying up guys in front of the net that, so they can't pick up a rebound or things like it's just or knocking a pass out yep. of midair in a transition opportunity that completely That's negates what I was it. Bring up. You don't have 
stats for those kinds of things, but those are winning plays. And if you ask Rob Brindamore about it, he's like, yeah, those are the kind of plays that win us games. I, I want to talk about the knocking the puck out of out of midair. Off a tip, by the way. Like just a a like that percent the percentage of making that play is so low, right? It's I, I don't want to say eh, a little lucky, right? That that your your stick found puck on on that particular play. But the thing is, he hustled his tail off to get there for what? A five percentage chance of knocking that pass down? Yeah. But you have to every single time hustle your tail off and put in the energy just to have the chance to get a 5% knocking down of that pass. And that is the winning stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That is a good example, and it's contagious, and everyone will do it. Rob Brindamore has said this, that they actually kind of have an internal competition with their team. So when the forwards are back-checking into the, into the defensive zone, they have a competition. It's like, all right, they point out a film. Who's the first one back? Like who's the first guy back? Like it's okay, a it's a race back it. into the defensive zone. Maybe Seth is just the most competitive individual on the planet, and he's just like, I'm gonna dominate this. You know, whatever the prize is, I'm 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 gonna get it because you can tell. The again the the one a couple of games ago where he's flying back and he drops to a knee and gives up his body to block the shot. That one, it's those plays. I can like I can only imagine how many times he's put the effort in to try to make those plays and not made it, right? We see the ones where he does make the play, but you have to do that 10 other times and not make it just to be in that position. You know what I mean? Like you have to, it's, it's, it's deserving of, of celebration, which is why we're celebrating. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.